And for Off the Block, I'm Van Lopes, and we are now joined by BYU men's volleyball head coach Sean Olmstead. His team is preparing for a big showdown inside Smith Field House this weekend as number two BYU is taking on number three UC Santa Barbara. And, Coach, I have to ask, when you scheduled this match, did you envision this being a battle of two top three teams in the country? No, I mean, no, not on uh, either front. But I, but I also don't know how many coaches look that far ahead and try to, you know, when you schedule, uh, you try to predict or, or look at where you're going to be. You know, there's there's sometimes those things come to the equation, but not, not in terms of ranking and, hey, we're both undefeated, yada, yada. Uh, it's, it's a good relationship we've got with Irvine and Santa Barbara, kind of a, a handshake agreement to continue this series uh, actually during – kind of this week three and four uh, with both those teams. So, for example, next year uh, Irvine will be here in Provo, and the the very next weekend we'll be in Santa Barbara. So we've got a good thing going with those guys where we play back-to-back matches, and uh, we we look to keep that going for a long time down the road. So that's that's where that's come up, and I, I, I know what Rick does with his program. I think he's done an outstanding job, so – I'm not surprised they're where they are, and uh, we've got a few nice things going our way. So it's kind of uh, turned out to be a fun, pretty fun weekend here in Provo. Yeah, well, Coach, I'll ask you a few questions about Sam Barbara, but before I do that, I want to ask you about your team. You know, this week in practice, obviously you guys are home after rather lengthy road trips to start the season. Um, what's the mood in the gym with your guys knowing that there will be – we'll have to be traveling this weekend? Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely nice to nice to be at home. It always is, and uh, the experience to go out to North Carolina that was uh, beyond what I, I even envisioned. And for us, uh, we wanted to get out. It was fun to go to a program that's kind of up and coming from a different conference that we don't get to compete a lot against. And uh, we looked at it before when we scheduled it as an opportunity for us to get out in front of other BYU fans, you know, because of the, the church affiliation, we've got a strong support net, uh, group. And those matches, that was probably one of my favorite road trips uh, I've ever been on. And I know that sounds crazy, you know, into Mount Olive, North Carolina, but it was it was a blast and everything we hoped to get out of it. And then the Irvine, you know, turned right around. I think we drove for a day or two, and then we had to go out there early because of, because of their gym availability. But uh, it's, it's we had to return that trip to NIF and we've got a good thing going. And so that was a little longer and that because of the holiday as well on Monday that took us away from class entirely. So it's good for the guys to be here. They're student athletes. They've got to take care of those things. And uh, we we were able to kind of give them an academic day on Monday. And now we've had a good practice. So the energy was really good in the gym yesterday and we'll have a couple more days of practice uh, before we, we suit them up on Friday. Coach, so much of the talk offensively for you guys has been Gabby and Gardini, and, and rightfully so, but I want to ask you about your other outside attacker, Zach Etchenberg. You know, this is really his first year in the starting lineup. What was, what was the moment in the preseason, or what did you see in the preseason that kind of made you or decide to have you insert him in the starting lineup, and how would you assess his play so far through the first month? Yeah, Esch has done a, a remarkable job for us, and especially in that position, and that's We've talked a lot about, uh, even among, in, in our own team, you know, the, the physicality that we're fortunate to have out on the pins with, with Gabby and Davide and, and even Esh, you know, and so he's doing a really nice job 
and we started to see things. You know, he he's married to Kennedy on the the women's volleyball team, so he had an opportunity to stay here all summer. You know, be in the weight room, be around. You know, he's doing free play with the girls team and a handful of the guys that were here and really was able to kind of embrace that and we saw that from the moment he got back in his conditioning and uh you know he had he'd improved physically he'd improved on the volleyball court and so uh we like what he's doing right now and so he's he's kind of finding his niche more and more each game uh he gets better and better so it's kind of fun to watch him develop and and I'm I'm glad that he gets you know He's been a kid that's been in our gym for four to five years and a return missionary kid, so he's older. He's a little more experienced, but it's fun. And after the weekend in Irvine, uh, I kind of told him in the locker room, told the guys that I thought he, you know, was kind of the silent MVP, you know, because he just – he did his thing. He did his job. He did it pretty well. And that was really good for us to be able to have that piece as, as well as the others in our lineup. Well, Coach, talking about another piece in your lineup, I have to ask you about Will Stanley. Really has seemed to elevate to the next level. I want to ask you, coming off of the injury that they had last year, are you surprised with his level of play this season, or do you think that was this something that you were expecting just haven't been in the offense another year? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, uh, both. You know, um, what Will did, uh, similar to Zach Eschenberg, is, is he stuck around. He made a full commitment to being here all summer. He, of course, had to do – a lot more uh, rehab coming off that injury and his surgery late in the season last year that took him out. But uh, we expected that with his recovery, he made major strides there physically as well. We we expected that uh, he was going to be a bit more comfortable with the guys and, and, and with the roster and our offense. And so we, we knew that Will is capable of that. And so Will's, Will's doing a good job there. And, uh, you know, he's, He's similar to us. It's it's fun to see him grow through every match and his experience. And he's he's another guy that's been in our gym a long time. And so it's nice to have some of those guys that have been through the ringer a bit and they've been through seasons, they've been through ups and downs. And uh, it's kind of showing right now for sure. And he, but he's the kind of kid we got in the office today and he's here ready for film, doing some work with the coaches and, so he he lo- he's looking to constantly get get better and improve and make make strides there. And coach, you look at some of the numbers that Gabby has been putting up from the service line for the first month of the season. I want to ask, you know, what is it about his serve that makes it so difficult? Is it just the combination of the speed and the spin? Is the placement? What would you assess is the most challenging thing about his serve? Yeah, I think all all of those things, and Gabby's really uh, kind of developed some different serves in his in his arsenal. You know, in years past, we just knew Gabby to go back there and get after it, and the the miles per hour were always at the top of the charts in terms of team ranking. But he's kind of developed a, a take off some speed, a little more accuracy on, down the line and in seams, and so that's that's where he's really grown there. And and Gabby. You, you you see those arms when you're out recruiting. You, you kind of hear those arms. So he, he brings a heavy ball. And uh, we've been fortunate that he's put it into some places where the the rec- receivers are kind of thinking, uh, this has come in, and, and he pulls a, pulls a little back and takes something off, and that's caught him off guard. So he definitely, either way, when Gabby goes back to serve, uh, he puts a lot of pressure on the opponents. And, you know, there's times when they pass the ball well, but uh, we've been able to 
really capitalize on on most of the opportunities when he goes back to serve and he's kind of one of the guys on our team that's got the full green light to go back there and assess and 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 we've tried to work with him about that of the situation what's the moment right now and uh to be aggressive and have that mindset from the service line and he he's definitely developed that and, and been more comfortable with that uh mixing up his arsenal and, and kind of improving on those other serves yeah. And coach, I'd love to, you know, kind of ask a broader question, you know, get get your coaching perspective on it, you know, whether it's Gabby or another player, when you see that they have the hot hand at, at the service line, as a coach, does that ever make you want to alter your rotations a little bit for who you start off each set at the service line, just to try to get the hot hand back there as many times as possible? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think every coach is going into the same things, you know, sometimes as coaches, we get comfortable in a rotation here or there and, uh, but but sometimes you look at maybe an individual that could get back to the surf line either to start the set. So there's been sets when we felt comfortable, like, hey, let's get Gabby, let's put some pressure right from the start, see where that goes. Then we've there's been other sets uh, this year, and I think it's uh, we look at it match to match and try to figure out what's best for us in the lineup we want to try to match up with or – uh, you know, for us, it's a little more important about kind of our side and worrying about our side. And so some matches where we feel like we can hit them with a couple other serves and then, then Gabby gets the line. And it doesn't, you know, in reality, he, he may statistically be our best server, but uh, all of our decisions don't revolve entirely around him. And so we've made decisions where we, we felt comfortable with other servers going before him, you know, maybe one or two, and then Gabby's come up, come up to the line. And then we've also started matches, uh, and we did that a handful this last weekend, where we just went right to Gabby from the, from the start. So uh, each case is situational, and we look at that, and I think all coaches do, and, and they make the call from there. And coach, you know, I know we're midway through the week, so you've had an opportunity to look at a little bit of film, film on your opponent. What have you seen in, in watching the film? that stands out the most about UC Santa Barbara and the way that they've been playing this season. Yeah, I like uh I like the tempo of their offense. They're doing a lot of good things. They've got they've got an opposite that uh lefty over there that uh hits the ball from a good contact point and, and can move the ball around the court. And uh the speed of their offense to the pins is gonna be uh something we probably technically haven't seen this year. Um the consistency of the speed and tempo out to the pin. And so Santa Barbara's always very, very well trained. One thing they always do is they scrap, they fight hard. Uh, Rick gets gets a ton out of those guys uh, all the time, and uh, he he just does a remarkable job. And so it's going to be a typical Santa Barbara team in that um, good ball control, and uh, they they're going to be they're going to be their 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 energy and excitement and their confidence going into this match is uh, as high as it's probably been this year, and I'm. I know that uh, they're excited to come to Provo. Of that, I'm certain. So uh, it should be a good match all around. Coach, just two more questions before we let you go. When you have a team that runs a quick tempo offense, obviously your mills are always important. But is there an increased importance on the mills defensively be able to, to make the quick decisions and move laterally? Yeah, it, it's about that. So kind of make some decisions based on situations, you know, the – the type of pass that that they're getting off of our servers, and uh, so we can make earlier decisions, get better reads, and uh, and what they're seeing from the setter, some tendencies that we can try to uh, look at as a staff. And and again, there's no secrets there because all the staffs are doing that. So 
if we can recognize those tendencies earlier, if we can make a, a better read on the pass and the situation earlier, that's going to, you know, uh, allow our middles to move left and right a little quicker and uh, be involved in the in the block out at the pins. And Coach, final question, we'll, we'll let, let you go on this. You know, every time you see a BYU home match, every other team is salivating at, at the size of the crowd that you guys have and just wishing that, that they had that, maybe with the exception of, of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it about, you know, the community at Provo, BYU, you know, that just has people trekking on out in 10-degree weather to, to see you guys? <laughs> no, it's uh, – I mean, I think the credit all has to go back to to Coach McGowan, to Carl McGowan, and who I was fortunate enough to play with. And uh, is just – he built this community from all the way back to look at those teams – that were consistently good in the mid nineties and then finally really broke through with the Ryan Millar and the Aussie Antonetti and that they were, they, you know, even in those years, 99. And then when I, I came around in thousand, 2001, two, you know, maybe they, they may have been packing the gym more than we were to be honest. And, uh, you know, they were, they had multiple sellout matches. They had the fire department coming and closing down, you know, not letting any more people standing room only. And so, Carl just, uh, he built this fantastic, exciting volleyball program, and the communities continue to feed off that. Our school gives us great support, you know, from top to bottom, and so we have people that are involved and make it a great event, make it a fun thing to be a part of. And, and I think the layout of the gym, too, you know, the Smith Fieldhouse allows you to be really close, you know, and so people feel, man, I get to be right here. You know, you're separated at a football game or a basketball game, by, uh, you know, by an arena, essentially. And so at the Smith Fieldhouse, you're as close as you are uh, in terms of any other gym we get to be a part of, you know, from all four angles. So you can just come and get a great seat. You can be close to these guys and feel that, that energy and the excitement. And so uh, we just – we have great support. And volleyball is exciting. And men's volleyball division one, it's an exciting game. It's fast. It's strong. And uh, so people enjoy that, and they get to be a part of that and, and experience that. And so in the wintertime, you know, get darker a little earlier in Provo. <laughs> so, hey, go ski all day, do something outside if the weather permits, and top it off with a, a men's volleyball match. It's kind of a good weekend, I think.